This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. My name is Ivoma Okoro. You are listening to Vega, a sci-fi venture podcast, and episode 12 starts right now. You probably know by now that I've had a lot of fun with these characters in the second half of this season, but on last week's episode, we stopped playing games. Vega exposed Zaxby as the shooter behind the most recent terrorist attack in her hometown, and in defense, Zaxby tried to turn the table back around on Vega. But then, the tables got turned, flipped, and obliterated by the woman you didn't know you were waiting for, the Prophet-Elect. Using some powerful virtual reality technology and some creepy mind infiltration tech, she inserts herself into the scene. Before we get to the prophecy the Prophet-Elect came to announce, let's take you back to the scene that sets the whole thing up. Going back... If you promise to keep it, I'll let you in on my funny little secret. The elect begins. You know Saivo? Mm-hmm. You know how he gives me the prophecies? Mm-hmm. You know how having the ear of Saivo is supposed to be the highest honor there has ever been in the whole wide history of the universe? Mm-hmm. She leans in as her voice whispers, The secret is... I find almost every single prophecy to be so terrifically boring. And she laughs. But if you're picturing her laughing with her mouth, you're picturing it wrong. Because the whole thing with the prophet-elect is that she's mute and deaf and blind. I don't know why every prophet-elect there ever was allegedly has been. The tradition has it that the people who are chosen, elected by Saivo to be the leader of his nation, are born your typical seeing, talking, hearing people. Then one day, lightning strikes. Literally, these people are struck by lightning and their natural ears close to the world as the inner ear opens to the mythical, silent voice of the divine. According to the whispers and rumors Vega has heard about this woman, before she was elect, she was just a child. Some girl from the countryside named Cordra. She's in her 40s now. At the time she was struck, she was only eight. I know, it makes me sound like a spoiled brat to say this, but if you heard as I hear, I know you'd agree. How was the elect communicating with them? Hell, if Vega could understand it, so many people had tried to explain electrical signals. It had something to do with the electrical signals that your ears send to your brain. She had some tech that could manipulate that, make your brain receive a signal your ears never sent. 
Vega didn't realize it could work over such long distances, though. She didn't know the Holy City could hijack living rooms for house calls either, for that matter. Oh, there are prophecies about petty little rewards for petty little children. About the kill list, of course, who goes where and gets assigned to whom. Lots about biological discoveries, technological advancements, truths, secrets, liars, traitors, those sorts of things. But the thing about them is that I never really know when they come to pass. I make the declaration and that's it. Maybe they happen and maybe they don't. Nobody tells me. I've got to move on. And that is why my favorite prophecies of all time are the ones with time stamps. To witness an event preordained come to pass. She shivers. That's thrilling. Tell me quick, what time is it, Vega? Vega can't answer. It occurs to her that she should let go of Milo, give him a chance to escape under whatever VR anti-perception tech was keeping him cloaked. But she can't get her arms to stop holding him tight. Yoo-hoo, you there? You're gonna make us miss it. Miss it? Miss the verbal flogging Vega's about to endure for committing acts of treason while the prophet-elect was listening the whole time? But instead of a verbal lashing, the prophet-elect cocks her head slightly. The visible Milo appears in Vega's arms and he and Vega scramble up from the ground in a classic you, it's really you moment. A jolt goes through Milo's whole body. He looks over at Cordra as if she's the grim reaper. He heard the voice. He looks down at the data link on his wrist. 2.38 and 40 seconds. Two minutes and 49 seconds to go. Allegedly, am I right? Of course, if the prophecy doesn't come to pass in one minute or at all, there is one perfectly good explanation for that. I must have heard wrong. I am an imperfect vessel, you know. I do make mistakes. If I'm wrong about this, that would be very embarrassing for me. I've gone and made a big to-do about nothing. But that's why I love little tests like these. A little test like this, a little audience like you, it really puts the pressure on. We're all gonna see very shortly whether Mama's still got it. Two minutes, 12 seconds, Milo says. Elect Cordra cocks her head again, which is really a very minute movement and Zaxby appears. He looks like a wild animal, but not the scary kind. More like an animal somebody dumped a bucket of water over. His previous fierceness reduced to a gangly and gasping thing that even a child would laugh to look at. There's an empty beat. Then Cordra throws her hands up. Actually, it's more accurate to say her hands feign that gesture. Her body is never as expressive as that voice. Oh, come on, all that brain activity and you're really going to give me nothing? What do you two? think it is what do you think is about to happen one minute 34 nobody has a guess now vega i know you have ideas you think it's something bad don't you you think it has something to do with him she ticks her head in zaxby's direction and wow i'll tell you his brain is a storm of electrical energy right now i think he's just as excited as i am i have to know Ooh, i wish i could see what is the expression on his face vega 60 seconds go on describe it for me vega hesitates 
cordial last because i can't see it 53 seconds hurry up vega before it changes vega stands paralyzed vega he's he's excited vega doesn't know what to say it's impossible to know what the elect wants to hear but the next moment tells her it wasn't that the corners of cordra's mouth fall as she turns in the next moment her ghostly gray eyes meet vegas don't you lie 30 seconds I've read your reports. You're a poet. Look at that boy and describe his face for me like only you can. Vega looks at Zaxby. He looks back at her. The room seems to narrow to the two of them. He's not blinking. 10 seconds. There you go. He's flushed. His breathing is fast. Uh Seven. His eyes are six. Pleading. Five. Fascinating. Four. Three. Two. He's terrified. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A breathless moment hangs in the air. Cordra cocks her head again and her hands move. One clutches her throat, the other goes to rest on her lower abdomen. The lights flicker. The sounds of the conquest game, alien at first, filter back to them. Then get louder. And loud. Vega, Milo, and Zaxby turn as one to stare at the glowing screen. And that's when it happens. The transmission of the game goes out and the face of a gruff, mustached man comes on the screen. He looks tired. He's a ranger. And without even reading the chyron that flashes below his face, Vega knows what this is about. He begins. Citizens of Patraxis, my name is J.J. Hux. I serve as the chief ranger of the 12th division here in RX District. If you'd allow me to interrupt your conquest game just briefly... I will describe to you the events that have just taken place at the warehouse behind me. Events that have ramifications of national and global significance. I must begin with a correction to previous reports. Five days ago, after the attack on the Chapulteria at RX, I previously reported that the gunman had taken his own life in a suicide explosion. We now know that he survived the attack. About half an hour ago, my rangers picked up information that the suspect, at this time, badly injured from the explosion we thought had killed him, was hiding out in this location. Upon arrival, a group of rangers very heroically entered the warehouse. The suspect immediately engaged with them, first with shouts to open fire, then with a follow-through to those threats. After the first shots had been fired, My rangers engaged in a shootout with the suspect until the moment it was ascertained that the suspect had been struck and killed in the exchange. As of right now, the only information we have for certain is that the suspect was a male. Judging by the amount of icon symbology tattooed on his body, we believe at this time that the suspect was of noxion origin. At this time, We believe this wasn't a coordinated attack, but a one-off. 
We have no further reason to believe this person poses any further danger to our district or this nation. Even I so, have my rangers here. And actually, I know this for a fact. There are some prophet elects who have given false prophecies. Not inaccurate. Completely untrue. Because they were that bad at this. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how humiliating it would be to be so wrong and have everybody know exactly how wrong you were? Hmm? Vega, you're so quiet. I'm not wrong. Vega's face feels hot. She can feel all their eyes on her, but she's not looking at any of them. I just predicted the future. You really want to go toe-to-toe? Somebody set that up. I don't know who, but it wasn't true. That was a diversion. This is the man. I'm not wrong. Vega is done with pretenses. And apparently, so is the elect. Really? I just threw you a lifeline. I stopped you before you made the biggest mistake of your life and you still think this boy killed your uncle? After what you just heard, he has the tattoo. (laughs) Okay, okay, that's your guess. I'm gonna say, and I didn't even hear this one. This wasn't even a prophecy. This is going to be all me. There is no tattoo. Shall we see whose powers of rightness prevail? I like this. Two heavyweight champions duking it out for all the gravy. He's not going to turn around now. Not of his own accord. He will. I will make him. How? I'll ask nicely. But before I do, why don't we make this interesting? Let's make a wager. If you're right, if there is a tattoo, then I will allow you to make the arrest. For the next 20 minutes, I will make your living room a safe zone, and I'll overlook our claws just this once. Snap! Vega was not expecting that. You know that electrifying feeling when somebody offers you the exact thing you desperately want? Vega's sweating. Her heart is beating so loudly in her skull she can hardly hear the Alex voice. But if I'm right, then you have to do something for me. A smile plays on her lips. You have to train an apprentice. I'll even let you choose who, which you know we never do. And you have to train this apprentice all the way through. No neglect. No tricks. Vega shakes her head. (laughs) It's her turn to smile now. Only hers drips with disgust. You people are relentless. We only want what's best Best, for you. Finding and killing your own criminals? Believe me, you don't want that. You don't want the power to choose. It will corrupt you. And right now, it's the only thing that makes you different from them. I'm not so sure. Do you accept the wager? It's not that easy. Listener, will compliance implicate Vega? Is this all just a huge trap? Here and now, Vega has to decide whether she's going to trust the word of this woman. I need an answer. Was anybody in their country to be trusted? Weren't they all busy trying to manipulate one another? In her own ways, Vega was trying to do the same thing. But how often was she given the choice to decide her own fate? Of course, if you don't accept, we'll have to begin your trials immediately. Perhaps you'll use the time the under-prophets need to come arrest you to prepare. I hear your father is an excellent legal defense. There. That was it. Listener, that was the moment Vega decided she had had enough of profits, of counsels, of everything. She had to get out from under this. And in her mind, there was only one way to the surface. I accept. Let's do this. 
Good choice. Good choice. Corja's gaze floats downwards as her head angles in Zaxby's direction. Zaxby's face hardens. Seconds take eons to turn over. He wasn't going to show them now. The only reason he had even entertained the idea before was because he thought Vega was a threat he could handle. But the Prophet-elect was a new threat, and a dangerous one at that. Did he really think destiny was going to get him out of this one? Cordra's gaze moves to Zaxby's face. Something in it falters. What is she saying to him? Vega feels Milo's presence beside her. He's just as paralyzed as she is. All anyone can do now is watch the struggle play out across the room. Is he? He's gonna do it. He's gonna show them. He's turning around. Vega feels Milo's fingers close around her arm. The elect's gaze floats back to Vega. The flat of Zaxby's back is revealed. There's nothing there. Let down the VR shield. Vega nearly chokes on her own voice. Let us see his real back, not your projection. That will end the call. Then end it. Cordra chuckles darkly, takes a deep breath, and disappears. It starts happening around them. The corners of the room begin to disintegrate. Little by little, the VR shield chews in to reveal reality. The actual armchair, the actual throw rug, the actual Milo, until the only virtual thing left in the room is Zaxby. Vega holds her breath as the VR shield dissipates over him, revealing his bare skin. There's no tattoo. Cordra's voice glides through Vega's head, oozing smugness, triumph, certainty. I'll see you at headquarters. The story continues on the next episode of the podcast or via the storytelling album. If you're interested and if you're also tired of being interrupted like this, the album is a curated experience that keeps you in the story instead of pulling you out from week to week like the episodes do, though either method of listening will give you the same exact content. You can head over to my website, evomatellstories.com, for links to purchasing that album if you'd like to see your options to buy. If you'd like to financially support the next season of the show, you can head over to my Patreon to read more about how you can do just that. That will also be linked down below in the show notes for your convenience. Special thanks to Dusty Hall, who did all the music in this episode, to my Patreon producing partners, Caitlin Hines, Eric Stelfluke, and Rob Rossi, and to my consulting producer, Chad Ellis. Tune back in for the conclusion to season one of Vega, a sci-fi venture podcast coming to you in two weeks. Peace.
the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Now playing from Voyage Media. A naked woman picked up the recently decapitated head of a goat that had been sitting in a large silver-colored bowl. She held the goat's head high above hers, its dull black eyes staring emptily as she threw her black hair and allowed the blood to trickle down the front of her body. When the lights go down, what stories really stick with you? Presenting Fever Dreams, an anthology of dark genre stories, horror, crime, sci-fi. My eyes settled on a crystal piece, the only thing hanging on any of the walls, a man's face set inside a raging sun. The eyes started to glow. Now playing from Voyage Media, in association with Seven Lamb Productions, creators of the hit audio drama Tower 4, a new descent into darkness in every episode. Season 1 of Fever Dreams, a pulp collection. Available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.